Welcome back to On Base Live in your Bleacher Report app. I am Mookie Betts, and today we have Mr. Tristan McKenzie. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. You got, uh, your nickname is like Dr. Sticks. Yeah. Where, where did that come from? Um, dang, first question out of the gate. First question, Dr. Sticks. And <laughs> uh, I got that from my friend Todd Isaacs. I was just with him the other day, and he was getting on my nerves, and I told him I was coming on here, and I was like, they're probably going to ask me about it. I'm not name dropping you because you're getting on my nerves. And the first thing you do is name drop him. I had to. Mm. That's my guy. He gave he gave it to me early on in my in my baseball career. I've always been skinny. Yeah. Uh, and growing up, my nickname was Doc because I wanted to be a doctor. I was kind of smart. And he just kind of threw the two together. And it, it just stick. I made it my name on PlayStation. I made it my name for pretty much everything. So what kind of doctor did you want to be? I wanted to be a heart surgeon. A heart surgeon? Yeah. So you know how long you would have had to be in school for that? <laughs> Still. And, <laughs> and you was ready. You was ready to do what? So... Where where the doctor come? Where are your parents, folks, doctors? Where, where did this doctor thing come from? Uh, so I mean, both my parents are in the in the medical field. Uh, both my parents are are PTAs. Uh, but I just always enjoyed helping people, and I always wanted to be involved in medicine in some way. And I figured the best way to do it would be to like to start at the source and start at the heart. And, and yeah, I mean, so you said you you're kind of smart. Like you gotta be real smart for that, though. Like, so you do you think you were smart enough? You, you I mean, you could have made it. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, I think it was, if it's something I'm passionate about, I'm, I'm going to go get it. So You're going to do whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Tristan for fixing the people, man. <laughs> um, real quick, there was a uh, weather out in L.A. was was rough. Um, so hopefully everybody's okay out there. Um, it rained a whole lot. To me, it was just like a, a big rainstorm, maybe because I've been, I've been in Florida and, you know, you see all the hurricanes that kind of come yeah. through there, so. But uh, hopefully everybody's doing all right. Um, our, we lost some power too, man. It was. It I mean, was, I saw the picture of Dodger Stadium. It was yeah, crazy. Dodger Stadium. The picture of that. It was. It was crazy. I wonder if it was real though. You know, I, I don't know because the next day it was. It was perfect, and it was still raining. So I. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Doesn't matter. I'm just glad everybody's doing all right. Agreed. So, um, I got. We're gonna play this game called on base, off base, bro. So whether you're in or out, you kind of seen this show, so you know what this means. So what about are you? On base or off base on having a baby named after you? <laughs> I'm on base. I think on that's base. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a situation. I don't know if you did. You ever see the situation I uh, I, I kind of put out? That situation, man, it was kind of crazy. I'll take you guys through it. I, I did in the video already, but it was weird, man. This guy who was just yelling at me, and he wasn't like being annoying or anything. He was just yelling and he actually wasn't even really yelling. He was just talking loud, you know? And uh, he just said, you know, I'll name my baby after you. And I think he said it twice and I don't know what made me want to say something to him, but I just told him, nah, man. And he said a little girl. So that's when I was like, nah, you can't do that. Yeah. And uh, he stuck He stuck to it, man. Shout out to Mr. Giuseppe. You know, I really like his name too, Giuseppe. That's a sick name. But I mean, I think it's like, it's off base for you because it's kind of a weird situation. But I think just the idea of it and like him wanting to do it and then you kind of pulling through on hitting the home run and then yeah. him going through with it. I think that's so on base. I think it was like, cool. it was like the coolest coincidence of all time, yeah. you know, um, but it, it was cool. It, it was good. And, you know, I have a goddaughter or whatever she is. I don't know what, is that what it would be, a goddaughter? I don't know how a family tree would work in this situation I mean, I since think, I was kind of, you know, 
thrown in there, but you know, we'll do what we got to do, right? We'll take care of the kids. <laughs> yeah. right, Close. Right. What about uh, taking your gaming setup on the road? On base. On base. What, what do you, are you a PC guy? PS4 guy, P- I mean PS5 guy, what are we, Xbox, what are we talking about? Uh, so I haven't had my PlayStation with me in a, in a minute, but I play on my laptop, and I know you're a big Apex guy. So Yeah, 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 Apex, yeah, you're an Apex guy too, right? Yeah. What so, are your top three games that you play? Apex, Apex, and maybe MLB The Show. Oh, you play The Show too? Yeah. So both Apexes and then The Show. Yeah. Cool. Those own two games you play. And you play The Show on PC as well? Oh, you said play on PlayStation. Yeah. So... When you go, do you have guys that you play with, or you just kind of get on there solo? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I usually play solo. Uh, when I'm playing the show, I'll play Road to the Show, I'll play Diamond Dynasty, and then when I'm on Apex, uh, I'm running pubs a lot. If I'm with my friends, I'll play some ranked. Yeah. I used to run solo ranked, but I don't really like this new season. Yeah, it's rough. So tell me about the show. Like, do, Are you in like a, a league or, or anything? No, nothing like that. Uh, I mean— I think I played the show more just for fun. Okay. Especially, like, sometimes it helps me get locked in on, like, the strike zone or, like, how I want to throw pitches. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm bored and, like, I want to face the Tigers or I want to face a, a lineup that we play, like, pretty consistently, I'll, like, go through it and just figure out how to attack guys. Does that tell you anything using um, the show? Sometimes. It's not, like, super accurate mm-hmm. all the time, but I think it'll give me sometimes a general, like, gist of, like, certain hitters that maybe I shouldn't throw a, a sinker into or whatever whatever pitches I have on the game. So... It's the third inning, mm-hmm. and five, six, sevens rolling around. Do you say in your head, all right, I start in the show, I started this guy off with a fastball away, so I'm going to do it here in real life. Like, do you <laughs> use the show as your scouting report during the um, game for real? So I'd say, let's say I got a strikeout early in the game with like a heater. On the show? Yes. Okay. I'd be like, Maybe that's something I try in game if I'm ahead in the count and I have an opportunity to kind of like figure some stuff out. Maybe it's a pitch that I may not use normally, or maybe it's not something that I would do normally. Mm-hmm. If I have the opportunity to do it and it's it's worked, I might do it. Mm. I don't even know what to think about that. Don't worry, I'm gonna be practicing. So, oh man, <laughs> I need the show to change my my rankings on there, to, so we can't give him a scouting report. Okay, what about what about? Penciled painted bats on base or off base on pencil painted bats. I thought, I thought, I think it's kind of on base. It looks cool. I did. You see Bryson's bat. Yeah. I thought it was cool. They, so they got to use whatever bat they wanted for, for that game. And it seemed like, it seems cool. I haven't, I haven't ever been there during the Little League World Series. Have you gotten, gotten to go? So we played the Angels there in 21. Tell me about it. How is it? So what goes on? I know you're riding down the, the, uh, the, the, the it's not a slide. I guess it's just a hill. And you got the, the cardboard and everything. But I your cardboard, you probably had to get I did some not go golf down the clubs hill. or something. Uh, it started, so it started raining and the grass was slick, but like still a little sticky. Uh-huh. And I tried to go down and almost tumbled. And I said, yeah, that's, Over that's it for me. Okay. So <laughs> what else did you, what else did you get to do? Uh, I think the biggest thing was just interacting with the kids. The energy uh-huh. there is insane. I mean, because I think even as professional baseball players, we kind of watch a little bit of Lily World yeah, Series. For sure, for sure. You see a lot of those kids. Uh, so just being a part of that, because I never played in it. So being a part of that and being able to like witness it like firsthand was super, super cool. The stadium's super dope. Uh, and then the kids were just having a ton of fun just being able to see professional baseball players. So it made me feel good to know that like, even though that was my rookie year, uh, that they knew me, and then I got to kind of be a fanboy of Shohei and, and Mike Trout. There's oh, some nice. other guys okay. there. Yeah. Did, did, did they share pins? You know how the the pins that 
the towels? Uh, did they give pins or anything of that nature? Uh, I don't think they did pins there. Didn't do pins. I don't think so. So where do they stay? Do they stay? Do they stay like a hotel? I don't don't even know. Oh, so so you didn't, you just. Yeah, it was literally, we showed up to the field uh, and they had, so there was multiple fields there. So we got to like walk Mm -hmm. around and interact with some of the kids. But a lot of it was like uh, based in like the barracks where we were. Okay. Okay. And it was really nice. The the facilities and everything is really nice. I mean, it looks super dope. I just had, I've never seen it. and just figured. No, no, it was super nice. Okay. So, okay. Let me ask you this. Switching gears. Ice cream. Are you in or out on ice cream? I'm out. How? Uh, it's just not for me. I'm off base. You lactose? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. I don't think is so. That I can... what, is that what, what, or you just don't like the taste of it? What are we so, talking about? Because you're the first I'm... person in America that don't like ice cream. <laughs> it's ice cream. So, so I'm, not, I'm not actually lactose, but when I was in elementary school, I didn't like milk. And I used to tell them, like, I'm lactose intolerant, so they wouldn't give me milk. Uh-huh. And pretty much from, like, I had a bad experience with milk when I was, like, real little. And then from that day, I was like, I'm off everything. No milk. What, 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 is, what is a bad experience with milk? Because the only thing is you, you drink it and you put it in cereal. I, uh, I drank it and I threw up. I don't know if I drank too much. I don't mm. know if they gave me something I didn't like, but I threw it up and I was just like, yeah, I never want to touch that stuff again. So, and then, and you know it goes in ice cream. And... At that point, I was just like, I didn't want anything to do with it. So no milk, no eggs, no cheese. But I still like eating pizza and like other stuff. Okay, so you're not all the way out on I'm not all the way out. On milk, but you're ice cream on ice cream. I'm out. Okay. Mm. Shaking my head. What about (laughs) Major League? Major League is the best baseball movie. You're in or out on on base or off base on that. Mm. Mm. Off base for me. What would be your, your your favorite baseball movie? Sandlot. Sandlot. Sandlot's like my all time fave. Something about the something about the Fourth of July scene and and being a kid and enjoying the game of baseball for like the very basics of it mm-hmm. is it really hits home with me. So how many times have you seen Sandlot? A lot of times. Uh, a couple of times. I wouldn't put it over ten. Okay. And have you have you really seen? Major League, like, gotten to really, really see it. I think it's a very good movie. I Isn't think, it based out of here? Yes. In, in, have you been to the field? Uh, no, I have not. But uh, I'm pretty sure our first base coach, or our third base coach, Mark Sarbaugh, was in Major League or Major League Two. He was in the movie. He was in, he was in one. He was in one. Yeah. I don't remember where he was at in the movie. And it's not your favorite movie, man. Me and Sarbaugh are close, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not my favorite movie. All right. Okay, so let's switch gears, bro. So you've been hurt for a little bit. How how is everything coming uh, coming along? Uh, I mean, I've been feeling good. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. Hopefully, I can throw in some games by the end of the year. Uh, being optimistic about that, and I mean, it's tough not being on the field, but just being able to be in the clubhouse in any capacity. Yeah. So what do you guys. do? What do, what do you do? Like, what, you know, I mean, because you go go in, do your rehab or whatever, and then after that, you know, kind of what what do you do? Just hang out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for me. Once I'm done with my rehab, it's like I'm a part of the clubhouse again. I get mm-hmm. to play cards, play Mario Kart with Jose, shoot basketball, uh, be the biggest cheerleader I can be. I mean, I think for me, being able to affect the game, especially as, as a starting pitcher, I'm not able to go out there and throw every day. Right. So when I'm not able to play, it's it's hard for me to to not be locked in, but it's also easy for me to just be like, this is what I have to do anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So And so do you feel like that is a, a very important piece? that 
teams need. Yeah, I mean, I think it not gets overlooked, but I think sometimes you're not able to affect the game how you want to all the time. So I think being able to be consistent with your energy, at least when you're not playing, Mm -hmm. is huge to not only yourself, but to guys around you because they know they can kind of rely on you in that regard. Yeah, I think so too, you know, playing, playing every day and then having the starters that aren't playing, make, you know, making sure they're in there and they're cheering and whatnot. Because the game kind of, you know, we play so many, you know, and so sometimes the energy starts from you guys. So kudos to you for uh, for doing your part, you know. Thank that's you, thank a, you. Especially being a younger guy, and, you know, that can be, like you said, overlooked a lot. And so that's yeah. super important. What about... um. And what's been the hardest part of, so far about going through the rehab, other than not playing, right? Not playing. <laughs> That's it? Uh, I mean, I think I think mentally trying to take a step back from the game is, is yeah. the hardest thing. Uh, just because I feel like you want to be involved in so many ways, but like being able to like take the step back and be like, this is where I have to be, be where my feet are. I think a lot of times when you're playing, you're able to be like, I'll get them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll think mm-hmm. about what next month looks like, what's the all-star break looks like, uh, what the end of the season looks like, where, where are we at, are we two games back, are we ahead? Yep. You're able to like look kind of ahead, and I think rehab forces you to be like, I'm here for this game, I'm mm-hmm. here for my rehab mm-hmm. today. Uh, and it just kind of puts you in a place where like you have to be present. Yeah, and that's, that's... I remember I got getting hurt, and you really... Maybe uh, the other perspective is because I play every day, and so it's good to kind of take that step back and just kind of enjoy it for a little bit and yeah. enjoy, you know, because to your point, like, yeah, we are always looking to tomorrow. And mm-hmm. when you're hurt, it's like, I just want to get out there tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's a, it's a different perspective, but you know, for you, it's like, you only, you play every fifth day. And then, so you, you really, you could be like, I want to get out there some more. I want to get out there some more. And so, you know, my perspective was, whew. I'm trying to sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to sit down <laughs> I somewhere. I mean, understood, and, understood. You know, but it is what it is. You know, it's different pers- perspectives, but both of them, you know, we want to play. So let me ask you this, bro. You tweeted out something about a Rolex and, and Strowman. Tell me about that situation. Oh, is that it right here? <laughs> yeah. that, that's it right there. Tell me about that situation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Tell, uh, tell me, uh, and, and you're right-handed. Yes. And you are your watcher in your right hand. Uh, after my second injury, I'm dedicated to becoming left-handed. And I also heard you're supposed to wear it on this wrist because of how it's set up. So um, I've been I've been wearing it on my right wrist. Uh, before we find out about the situation, how you just say you're gonna dedicate yourself to becoming left-handed? Like how how is that? What how is that happen? <laughs> it's it's not super easy, but I've been like focusing on like trying to eat left-handed. Yep. And when I was little, I used to. I'm kind of. I think I'm like kind of ambidextrous. When I was little, I used to shoot left-handed basketball. So it's not super hard for me to pick up. I swing a golf club left-handed. Um, so it's trying to find a balance. And so right now, Tristan, you you a lefty? I'm trying to be. Yes. You're uh, okay. All right. Outside of baseball, throwing lefty. Got it. Okay. So now tell me about the the rolling. Uh, so I was in a meeting with my parents, uh, and we're talking to this guy, and he has a Rolex on in the middle of the meeting. He's got a fluted bezel. And we're talking, we're talking. I'm just looking at the Rolex. And I, my dad bought me a, a nice watch. Uh, he spent like a couple hundred on the watch. And I love the watch to death. But I'm like, dang, like, I really want a Rolex. I've been in the show for like a year and some change. Like, I want something that like I can spend some money on and feel like it's mine. And like, it's a, like a nice little piece. And he's wearing the Rolex. I'm like, dang, I really want one. Sneak out, put my phone out. I want a Rolex with a fluted bezel. Mm-hmm. There you go right there. Put my phone away. Sit in the meeting for like an hour. Get out. And I check my phone and my Twitter's like blowing up. 
I see Stro tweeted at me. Oh, I'll get you a Rolex if you this, this, and this. And I'm like, hmm, that's, that's nice in theory, but I mean, I guess we'll see. And I'm showing my parents and I'm like, all right, we'll go out and do it. Did you think he was serious or you thought he was just kind of talking? I mean, I didn't think he would tweet it out if he wasn't serious. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, I didn't really believe him. Right. Okay. But I mean, in the back of my mind all year, I'm like, I got to do it just, just to, in just, case. Just, just in see. case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to see. Okay. All right. Uh, and I had talked to him uh, prior. We had had like a couple interactions, but nothing like super serious. Nothing to, nothing to say, okay, you could do Nothing that was Rolex worthy in my mind. Okay. Nothing that was Rolex worthy. But then we got to. I think I'd passed the the 160 inning mark or I was at like 155 or 156. Uh, and he texted me and was like, yeah, bro, the Rolex is on the way. Cause I was, I was clear under the ERA goal. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, bro, the Rolex is on the way. Send me the text. Uh, he had the jeweler set up and literally just sent me a picture of the watch. And I was like, wow, this is, this is real. This so is like, what'd you do? What'd you do when you got it? Like, what was it? What was it? Did you just immediately put it on and you just, <sighs> you was hard. You just walk around like, can't nobody tell me nothing. Well, the first thing I did was take a picture and send it to my parents. Uh, Okay. (laughs) He came through. (laughs) You came through, so he came through. Stroh's that kind of dude, though. Yeah. I mean, as you you know, obviously now. Yeah, very. Uh, I mean, I was super thankful about it. I took a ton of pictures of it. I didn't wear it for probably like a week. I left it in the case, opened Mm -hmm. the case, and would just like wake up and look at it and be Mm -hmm. like, wow. So were you thinking, where is the first place I'm going to wear this? Mm, no, I th- I mean, where was the first place you wore it? To the field. And then I was just like, Did I don't you know. compliments on it? Uh, a lot of guys didn't even notice immediately. Because yeah. we see each other every day, so it's hard to. And then I started, I started flexing a little bit. Like, mm. After that, after like the first day, I started going. Oh, uh, yeah. And be like, what is, why mm-hmm. is it? I said, oh, yeah, you know, stroke got me a little Rolex. <laughs> you, know. you gotta do what you gotta do, man. So, and, and now you wear it every day? Yeah. And now it's just a part of it. It's just a piece. Yeah. So when you pop out, this roll is it, it on. This is the piece. When you go to the field, roll it on. Yeah. Go to the grocery store. Roll it on. Roll it on. Yeah. All places. Phone, wallet, watch. Roll it. Got it. Okay, so help me talk about changing the culture of baseball because I know you and you've been doing your part. And can you kind of catch us up on all that you do do in the community to help change the culture of baseball? Oh, I mean, I think up here alone, I try to just— Because this, this is a perfect place to do that, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's plenty, plenty around. I think, I think Cleveland fans love their city yep. in terms of, like, they love their sports teams. And I see it a lot from just the love we get day in and day out, let alone, like, when we pitch in the playoffs and, and just the ton of fan support. Uh, but I felt like on my end, I could have been doing more to to kind of give back to them. I mm-hmm. feel like they give so much to us, being able to like share the game of baseball with the city uh, in places that maybe don't get to see the game on on a regular basis or whatever it may be. So, I mean, currently now, uh, throughout the summer, every Friday when we have fireworks, I invite a group of 20 kids from the Boys and Girls Club to come to the game and just enjoy the fireworks, be able to be a part of the game. You stay out there with them? Yep. I'd be able to sit out there and, and just enjoy the fireworks because I think that's something that like, me growing up is that's a fun thing to do. You go to a baseball game, you get a hot dog, you get a, a drink, you watch the team win, and mm-hmm. then afterwards you get to watch fireworks. It's it's dope. And they put on a great fireworks show. So it's I think it's just an experience in that regard. Uh so just being able to share that with people and, and be able to and spread that out. Do you get to go to the their games or their communities and watch their 
their games or, or be a part of what they got going on in their areas instead of coming to uh, the Guardians field? A little bit of both. So, I mean, I think a lot of the guys on, on our team are, are involved in the RBI program, so okay. we'll go there. Uh, I've been involved with Boys and Girls Club. I've done a baseball camp at the Boys and Girls Club of Cleveland up here. Um, I think just being able to, to at me as, a, as, a, as someone that they see on TV as this mm-hmm. great star baseball player, but knowing that, like, I come from humble beginnings uh, and that the game of baseball gave everything to me and I'm trying to spread that wealth with everybody else and let them know that, like, you don't have to be LeBron James to be the next right. guy. You, right. can, you can give back in, in any way. So let's start from those beginnings. So you from Jamaica? So my family's from family's Jamaica. from Jamaica. Born in New York and then raised in South Florida. You, do you, do you, they speak Patois? Yeah. Do you? No. I mean, it's, it's English. No, it's not. It's Patois. It's broken English. It's English. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's only thing, only thing I know is Wagwan. What's up? Wagwan. That, that's it. That's the only thing I know. Because yeah. I, I went, I go, I've, been, I've, I've gone to Jamaica a couple times, and I've asked them to speak patois, patois a couple times, and I just when they start speaking fast, it gets a little confusing. It, it's gone. <laughs> I can't. I don't understand nothing they're saying. So, but your family does. Yeah. So my dad was born over there. Uh, he didn't move over here until he was in his teenage years. Uh-huh. Uh, and my mom was born over here, but she used to go back there every year. So. My grandma's got like a heavy accent. Okay. Uh, so a lot of my family members are from over there. Yeah. And was there, is there baseball? Is there a lot of baseball there? I not, mean, not, not, not a ton. Not much. I mean, they play a lot of cricket. They play a lot of soccer. They run a lot of track. But not baseball. No, not really baseball. So how did you get introduced to baseball? So my dad moved here when he was a teenager. He moved to New York and he was a huge Yankees fan. Oh, okay. uh, he used to just watch all the games. So growing up, that's what we used to do. I used to sit on the couch or we would sit together and we just watch baseball all the time. Who was your guy? I was a Derek Jeter fan. Okay. Big DJ fan. And so you started playing baseball. He put a baseball in your hand, and you just kind of said, Dad, I want to play baseball. Um, so we moved down to Florida when I was young, uh, and he wanted to get me into a sport and wanted to get me doing something, and I had always enjoyed baseball, so I started playing baseball. I played a little bit of basketball, like seven, eight, but I didn't like it. People were sweating and, like, rubbing up on me, and I just, <laughs> I, like, I like my space. <laughs> I was tall, and they started to ask me, okay. and I was like, nah, I'm okay. So you you didn't play any other sports? All baseball. Just baseball. Yeah. And so your pops, he didn't really play baseball, right? No. Who around you played baseball that helped you get to where you were now, get you where you are, where you are now? I mean, I, it was really just me. I mean, my dad was my coach pretty much growing up. And how did he learn to coach? Like, if he didn't know much about baseball, how did he learn? He said, so what he tells me is when he watched, when he watched baseball, you have these commentators who are ex-baseball players who really know the game. Right. He said he just paid attention. He used to, like, all the information that he gave to me was pretty much just regurgitated, kind of simplified to how he thought I would understand it, but giving me information straight from guys that he thought knew the game really well. And obviously you had your other coaches mm-hmm. that would help as well. So have you always been a pitcher? Uh, I mean, I played other positions growing up, but I'd say I really started, like, pitching heavy, heavy uh, at 14. Uh, but I mean, I was always I was always on the infield in some mm-hmm. capacity. I played short my freshman year, and then they moved me to first base because I was tall. Could you hit? Not really. I mean, I could hit a fastball. My, no, average, my average in the show is five hundred. How many? Uh, wait, one for two. One for two. I only got two abs in the show, as in like in the big on leagues. The, in the game, on the game. No, no, no. In the big leagues. Oh, in the real, in real life. Okay, <laughs> you know, you man, I don't know about you. So, and then you you play summer ball, and you start getting, when did you start getting, like, looks from colleges? Uh, I'd say I went to, like, my first college camp after my, my freshman summer. 
Uh, but I didn't really like gain steam until my junior summer going into my senior year. I didn't commit until like the month, like July before my senior year. And you committed to go to Vandy. Yep. What had you been to Nashville before? Uh, so I went, I committed like right after I went on my visit up there, like my unofficial visit. And that was there. your first time going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And what, what made you love Vandy? I mean, it's a great city. Oh, you're, you're a Tennessee yeah, guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's my spot. Um, I mean, so for me, I, I visited other colleges. Uh, I tried to stay close to home. I went to some colleges close to home. I, I visited Miami and it was nice, but there was just something about Nashville. It was for me far enough away from my parents to where I had some space. Yep. Um, but also like, they're coming off winning the national championship. So from a, a legacy and a, and a great baseball school and me wanting to be the best baseball player I could be, it was a spot for me. And then on top of that, it's a great university. And Nashville, the city was just warm and inviting. Um, I just loved everything about it. So it was, and what other places had a chance outside um, of Andy? I talked to UVA for a little bit. Uh, I talked to Miami. Uh, I'd say those were honestly probably like my big three. Did you go on your visits I there went to, too? Yeah, I went to UVA. And you had the most fun at the Vandy one? So so it wasn't like my official visit. It was unofficial. It was just oh, me and my okay. fam okay, talking okay, to the okay, coaches. Okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I knew somebody that had gone to UVA and I, I liked it, but it just it just didn't feel like the right setup. Uh, I didn't, not that I didn't like the coaches, but I wasn't really vibing with them mm-hmm. with how, like when I went to Nashville, everything just felt smooth and cool, easy. Man. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. They do, they, they do it right there. Yeah. So what, and you got drafted. Was it hard saying no, like saying no to college? Yes. Uh, I mean, I was, especially I was, with your folks being in the medical field. Yeah. I mean, so they probably pushing. I mean, I'm not necessarily pushing for college, but college is probably the right way to go. Uh, I mean, I think I was almost on the fence, almost for me, leaning 60-40 to try and go to school. But my parents were like, this is what you wanted. This is your opportunity. And I think at that point, I was just, I'm like, I can't, I can't turn my back on baseball at the next level if this is really what I want to do. Right, right. And so you started your minor league career. How was the minor leagues for you? Uh, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. I think it was almost a year-by-year case for me in terms of like, I started in rookie ball, and then I went to short season, and I went to low A, then high A. Uh, I was hurt the following year, but went to double A. And then I was hurt the whole year in 19 in the year that I was supposed to be in triple A and hopefully like make my debut. And then the next year was COVID. So it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I enjoyed the time. I think the bus trips teach you a lot about like who yeah. you are as a person, yeah. being able to like live on your own, being able to like figure out what you're going to eat, calling my mom every day and be like, mom, like, I don't want to eat Chipotle again. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you either need to learn to cook or you need to go back to yeah. Chipotle. You need to figure it out. Uh, so I think like for me, it caused me to grow up a lot. Uh, so understanding like what that does for a player and, and how it made me who I am today, I really enjoyed it. What was the first thing you bought? After I got drafted? After you got drafted. Uh, 2007 BMW. 2007 BMW. Why, you didn't want to get a new one? I didn't need a new one. I just wanted something that I could. I told my parents when I got drafted, because I didn't drive in high school. I didn't get my license until I was like 18. I thought you, what, what happened? Oh, you just, oh, okay. I used to, right. My mom used to drive me to school. I used to chill in the passenger seat. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, I t- but I told him when I got drafted, I said, I don't, I don't care if it's new. I said, I'll take a Toyota Corolla S. I just need an aux cord and some Bluetooth. I just want to be able to listen to my music. And That's you it. didn't want that in high school? Oh, you didn't care about it in high school? I mean, I was, it was a 15-minute drive to school, and I didn't really... I didn't really, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I didn't do much outside of play video games and play baseball. Mm. And you, 
I guess. I mean, I, I I'm the opposite. I was, man, I'm trying to get a car immediately. Me and my homeboys, though, you know, we this is you know, we got the ox core, we rode around, tried to talk to girls and all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's how the wife came into play. You know, you know, True. sneaking True. off, sneaking <laughs> off, and we got got. You know, but it is what it is. So let me let's switch gears some more, man, bro. So you you've been around a lot of legends, Miggy. For sure, he told. I think he said something to you uh, not too long ago. He was glad you're not going to pitch no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he was glad about that. How is how is it getting to face some of these legends, people that you saw growing up? Or, you know, getting to talk to these people, learning from them. How, like Cece, you were with Cece the other day. Yeah, right. How, how is it getting recognition from them? Because they see they obviously see something in you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a little kid all the time really? when I'm around them. Like. It's just because I feel like it, it puts me back in that mindset of being like, I'm watching TV on the couch with my dad and I'm watching Miguel Cabrera on TV or I'm mm-hmm. watching CC pitch. Uh, so for me in that regard, it's really cool. And then I think on top of that, like being able to compete against Mickey and like almost like going head to head and facing him is like another step and a milestone for me. And then being able to converse with him on the field and have him like almost talk smack to me, be like, oh, Flock, are you pitching today? Mm-hmm. No? Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it's, it, it makes, it's like very fulfilling for me. Um, How, what about for your pops? Because, you know, he's watching it. He, he watched the Yankees. And I, I, even though he didn't just see the Yankees, he saw a lot of guys. And so now he's seeing these people come up and you're facing them. Like, is it cool for him too? I think for me, just, I think, well, more for him, like me just being in the big leagues is everything that he could ask for. Being able to watch me on TV, being able to like, I think through the minors, you miss a lot of games. You miss right, being able yeah. to like be a part of it. I think him being able to like watch every game. I think he watches every game or at least... He watches the broadcast. He watches the opposing broadcast. He listens yep. to the radio. He watches each game like three, four times. Oh, okay. So does he tell you, is he, is he coaching? Oh, yeah. that's, that's my, I mean, not, maybe not coaching. We have like discussions. It's more like, why'd you throw this pitch? Oh, I thought this, this, and this, or this was the plan. He goes, oh, well, I thought you were going to do this, and I thought you were going to do this. It's almost the same conversation we used to have on the TV, like growing up. Be like, oh, like, what do you think he's going to throw here 2-1? What do you think he's going to throw here 3-2? So do you ever get mad? Not mad, but like that. I know I shouldn't have thrown that pitch right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, does, is it ever that? Uh, I wouldn't say mad, but sometimes, like, let's say I throw, let's say I beat a guy with a heater, yeah. and I'm 0-2, and I go, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to get fancy and throw a curveball, and I give yeah. up a homer or a double. Yeah. He'll come back after and be like, what are you going on that curveball? I'll be like, oh, man. I can't even say anything uh, back. Yeah. I just got to let him I just gotta let him have his thing. So have you ever thrown the pitch, known, thrown the pitch and said, dang, that worked on the show. <laughs> and then turn around and be like, I know my dad gonna say something about that later on. All while on the mound. Yes. I've thrown I've thrown a curveball and gotten it hit and been like, dang, that did not work like how I thought it was gonna work. And be like, I'm gonna hear that later. Mm. And how does that make you feel? Like is it like, oh <laughs> I'm not trying to hear it or or, or what no. is it? You just I like, mean, oh, no, it, it always comes from a place of love. Yeah, for sure. He definitely is saying it from that. And so I bet I bet your dad, he probably keeps a journal of of stuff. And says, you know what, I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to ask him about that. He writes himself down for sure. Good for him. And, and your mom, your mom does too? Does she, does she not question you, but like ask you about? No, nah, my mom just asks how I'm feeling. Did I feel good on the day or did I feel bad? She just must, she, she, she knows. She just leaves you alone. Because she, she knows if I have a bad game, I don't want to hear all the, yeah. the, the details. That's what mom, that's the difference in moms and dads. Yeah. So she, but she's there. She's watching. They watch every oh, start. Yeah. Do they, how often do they get to come? Uh, they were just, I mean, a couple times a year, uh, they like to come to a lot of the East coast trips. They don't really like to fly a ton. They yeah, like to drive. So okay. like 
when we're in Tampa or Baltimore or I think next year if we go to Atlanta, mm-hmm. when we're in Miami, mm-hmm. that whole East Coast, they're gonna they're gonna be there. Okay. So tell me about tell me about some of your routines. Like when they come uh, we'll say when they're not there. When they're not there, you don't have anybody there. Well, tell me a routine that you got. You wake up in the morning, you eat breakfast, or you sleep in late? It depends on how I'm feeling. I think if I do go get breakfast, I like to go get me a nice bacon and egg, no cheese. Okay. No cheese. Yep. <laughs> bacon so and sometimes egg. you like cheese, sometimes you don't. It's, on, it's, it's like very specific. It's only on like Italian food if it's like baked. So like a baked ziti, a pizza, but like— I ain't going to eat with you. What do you mean? Yeah, you, you, yeah, we got to go somewhere specific for you. We, no, you, no, you, we don't. You, your, I tum- like- your tummy hurting, man. Ain't nobody got time for all that. <laughs> so tell me about the routine. You wake up in the morning. I'll go get me some breakfast. I'll go get a bacon and egg on an everything bagel. Yep. Um, and usually if we got to be at the field at like one or two, uh, I'll either hang out. On or a start day for you. On a start day? Um, nah, I'll just... Honestly, I like to get to the field decently early. I'll get oh, there like hang out. Yeah, okay. I like to be I like to be in the clubhouse and be around the guys and like almost cuz on start days I'm I'm like I'm ready for war. Okay, so you're not you don't talk. No, uh, no, I like to talk. I'm like uh, bubbly energy like I can't contain mm, it. Like anxiety. Yeah. But you get it out by talking not by being quiet. No, no, no. If I'm if I'm quiet, something's wrong. Okay. Usually the only time I'm quiet is like if I got the bubble guts or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, no, no. Honestly, I'm probably letting them know, like, yo, stay away. Stummy's mm, acting up a little bit. Okay, all right. Um, but if not, you're talking, playing, you know, playing I'm, cards. I'm, I'm shooting basketball. I'm playing all on start day. Oh yeah. Okay. I I like to. I like for me. I want the guys to know that like I'm here. I'm I'm active. Okay. Like I'm a part of the team. Like I'm not just because it's my start day. I'm not hiding in the corner, focused on this. Like no, I'm still here. Uh, like I want to let you guys know, like I'm ready to, I'm ready for war, and it's not, it's not a different day for me. Okay. So, what time do you eat? Do you eat at a certain time? No. So you, everything usually, is usually kinda... on start days. I, I like struggle to eat. I, oh, eat, I like to eat early and then just chill for the rest of the day. And then, okay. So then you just kind of like eat some nuts or something, like yeah. a, a snack to get you through. Anybody, anybody in our clubhouse, especially if they have the camera on me and I have a cup in my hand, there's a snack in there. Chips, cereal, on start days. Any day. Any, oh, any, any day. Any day. Start, so you, you, start you, days, I'm, I'm not eating. You eat, uh, you don't eat. But on non-start days, you eat all day. Mm. Okay, so what time do you start going outside when you're starting to throw? Uh, I'm a little out of practice, so I got to I gotta think back. Okay. Usually, I mean, I'd say an hour before the game, an hour and a half before the game. But I'd say, like, for my, for my prep routine, I'm starting at at 445-ish. I'm getting in the tubs. I'm relaxing a little bit. I get out. I might play a game of cards. Mm. Kind of cool off. And then I go stretch, and then I'll come back. I try to like kind of space stuff out a little bit. You don't have you don't have anything that you're like hard set on. Like I try not to like believe. super like you don't have any like real superstitions. But do you have things that okay? I got to do this though. So I'd say outside of the field, no. When I'm in the lines, like I have a certain way that I run out to the mound every mm-hmm. time. I have a certain way I walk off the mound. I put my glove in the same spot. So when I'm physically like playing, I have superstitions. But before then, I try not to take anything but with me. I try not to feel like maybe not what I'm eating, but like anything else affects my game. Okay. Hmm. So do you, when other guys are starting or, or when other guys are doing whatever, like do you, do you go talk to them? Do you support? Like what, how is it? 
when other guys like and I'm asking from from me right now, like mm-hmm. when other guys are starting, because I seen Chris Sale, he would when on his start days, he would go get all go get all the pitchers and go upstairs and go do something. I don't know. I was on the field, so I have no idea. Like, do you guys do that? Do you have any pitchers that do things like that? Like, or would hmm. you be there for them? I mean, obviously you would be there for them, but do you have things like that? Uh, I don't think any of our guys have like... It's like a little ritual that they would yeah, do, right? I don't think anybody has like a super strict like ritual like that where they need anybody else involved. I think Bieber is probably like the strictest one. Like he goes, he goes very about his business, but I think it's more just a timing thing than anything. I don't think anybody has like a set food that they eat or anything like that. How is it learning from Bieber? Because, you know, he's been there, I guess, you know, your whole career. Yeah. And he's been obviously dope his whole career, right? Yeah. How is it learning from him? Uh, I mean, it's cool. I think I think we have kind of, he, to me, feels like an older brother, but we go back and forth uh, in terms of just, like, communicating on what he feels on, on how he pitches. Uh, I think I try to learn from him a lot just on how he executes, how he attacks guys. Uh, figure out like how he throws his slider to guys and like what's his thought process and how he goes about his business because he's very good. Do you have uh, other guys that you lean on? Uh, I think I think I try to for me I try to pick from everybody because I think everybody does certain stuff very mm-hmm. well. Um, so I love like Quantrill. I love his his like his energy on the mound, and I think for me consistently being able to ask him like how do you almost get to that point where like the game feeds him and then he gets to a certain point where like, you know, like, oh, nobody's touching him today. Mm-hmm. Or Bieber has this thing on the mound where like, for me, I know when he's locked in because he does this little like, I call it the horse trot. He looks like a thoroughbred. He starts <laughs> to do this little like back and forth pace on the mound when he's almost like waiting for the hitter, like, oh, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I think there's like certain things that I'm like, oh, well, if that's what kind of gets him into his rhythm or what does he do that that kind of gets him into the flow of the game and I'll try and almost steal that. Do you, but do, what about guys on other teams? Do you use, do you talk Ooh. to guys like Stro or uh, C or Edwin Jackson or, or do, you know? I mean, I, I try and, I haven't, I haven't really picked their brains a ton, but I, I try to watch how they, how they attack guys or more just, I'd say like how they go about their business on and off the mound or like how they, inter- how they, how they act like in the dugout or how they interact with their teammates and stuff like that. That, that to you is more important than the actual throwing up the ball is what you're saying. I think for me, I think baseball is a team sport. And mm-hmm. I think as much as I can affect a game by throwing the baseball, I think if I'm lights out, that's one thing. Right. But how many times am I going to be lights right. out? Yeah, right. So I think for me, being able to like affect the game in other ways or let your team know that you're there, if I'm having an okay day and they can tell because my rhythm's off mm-hmm. or I'm not doing something proper or I'm not, I don't look myself, they can let me know. And I think it goes vice versa. Is it a thing for pitchers? Because hitters, we go talk to each other, you know, a lot. Yeah. And, you know, we talk hitting a lot. And we talk, you know, just the game a lot. Because hitting is hard. Very. Even though, the you know, we're on separate teams, this, any other, we still talk. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing for pitchers? Yeah, definitely. I think more, though, I think I, when I talk to other guys, I talk pitch design. Or I talk, like, thought process on, like, how they throw certain pitches or what they're thinking to get a ball do, to do one thing or another. And have you heard some off-the-wall things? Off-the-wall things? Not off-the-wall. It's like, wow, that is a really roundabout way to throw a slider. Uh, not, I, I try not to judge anybody's way of thinking because mm-hmm. I think we're all different. And you, 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 we all get to either the same place or a different place in like slightly different ways right. or in the same way. Right. And so when you, have you ever tried learning the somebody, let's say somebody gave you a new grip for your changeup or whatever? Have you tried it? Yeah. Has it worked? No. Has not worked. 
has not worked. I, I've tried it. Did you give it a fair chance for it to work, though? What's a fair chance? Like, threw it for a game. No. I'm not throwing it in a game unless I trust it. Mm, okay. So, it didn't even make it out of the bullpen. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if it's going to work? Uh, Because, I don't know. You don't. I, you don't I mean, I don't. I, I don't want to find out, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to stick to my guns. Okay. So, and pitching... Uh, as you were growing up, like who taught you all the the? the did you just learn how to grip the ball and all these things, or was it just you know, I'm kind of going out there messing around with pops and all this type of things? So who was it? Growing up, I was fastball, curveball, changeup. Uh-huh. I threw all three of those up until I got to the show. Um, I added a slider in twenty at the off season of twenty eighteen, um, and I think like my changeup was so my changeup was really good up until I was probably like fifteen. And then my velo started to tick up a little bit, and my chain up got bad. Mm-hmm. And since then, it like hasn't been good. Do you use those same grips from being a kid? Same fastball, same curveball. Uh, I changed my curveball a little bit. I was like on the two seam, and okay. now I'm like a little higher, but same thought process, same everything. Yeah, good for you, bro. Good for you. Well, it's super, it's super dope to see, to finally get to meet you because we hadn't gotten to meet. No, I'm not gonna lie. We went out to LA last year. I think it was last year. I don't remember. We we were out there for Father's Day, and you weren't in the lineup. I was like, dang, I didn't even get to see Mookie. I didn't see you out on the field. Yeah, I, I probably, I, I, my ribs, I think, was yeah, was broke, cracked. Yeah, yeah. so you, you, I don't even know if you were there. So we missed you yeah, there. I was there for there, but I was probably getting some rehab done and, and chilling, you know, probably taking me a nap or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's finally good to get to really meet you, bro. So, all right, so we got, um, there's this game that, I, I think you enjoy you you name things right. You just name random things. Okay. No, I'm asking you. Do, is that what you do? Doug? Do you name your shoes or name your hat? <laughs> name your car? Or well, now yes. that you got a car, yes, right. Name your car. What 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 is what is the name of your car? Stella. Stella. Why why do we come up with with Stella? Uh, how do we come up with Stella? How do we come up with Stella? I, so currently, I so my original one, the black one, her name was Monica. I don't know how I came up with the name. Okay. Uh-huh. My new one, I got a white one. Her name is Stella. She's like bright like a star. Star in Spanish is Estrella. And then I went with Stella. Okay. All right. So, so do you name, <laughs> do you have, do you name your hats? Do you mm. name shoes? What is it? Like, these got to be big things that are nameable. More personal items. So like my chain, her name is Jackie. Hat. How do, how we how we come up with Jackie? <laughs> how we what, where did Jackie come from? So two four flipped is forty two. I was a forty second overall pick in the draft. Jackie. Okay, all right. So what's Rolly's name? Artemis. Artemis. Yeah. Ar- Artemis. That's not <laughs> yeah. like a Greek god. Yes. Okay. So what what uh, color scheme? I don't know. Came silver. Me. Yeah. So if it's silver, it's Artemis. No, my bag's name is Griselda. Huh? Griselda. Gr- Griselda. <laughs> how yeah. you how you uh, Griselda? How you say Griselda? Oh, that's that's a Jamaican patois coming up. <laughs> yeah, okay. So wrong. what how did how did Griselda come in come into play? Gray in Spanish is Greece, and then I just Elda. It's a name. Okay. Gray bag. So I name I named some of my gloves because they mean a lot to me, but outside of that. Name some of your gloves. So let me let me hear the glove that means the most to you. Uh, the glove that I got from the Perfect Game All American Game was a black Rawlings with like some some camo lacing, 
His name was Ace. But I used that probably from, I used that my whole senior year and then like probably my first two years in the minors. But now he's, he's set up at home. He's got his own, he's got his own little corner. Do people know that you name your gloves Ace? My family. I try not to tell everybody, but I guess it's public it's out knowledge there, now. Mm. I haven't named my current glove. Mm. But when you do, like nobody in the clubhouse will know the name. Who mm. do you tell, like, why do you name it if you're not going to tell uh, somebody, hey, can you run and grab Ace for me? Or can you run and grab Gracelda? I mean, I would do it. So right now, uh, I don't know, actually. I just, I think it's it's more for me, like, if it means a lot to me and it's something that I feel like I'm going to use every day, I'll name it. And I think it's kind of a cool name. Mm. Like my glove. So last year I had an all red glove. I called it Ruby. Yeah. The obvious. Yeah. Something, sim- something simple that, that, fits, that fits whatever it is so that people know. You didn't really try that hard on Ruby. No. You just gave that. You, you gave up on Ruby, dog. You got to give Ruby a better name. Just because just she's all red. I mean. I mean, she's a gem. I don't know. I guess. I used to throw gems with her. I guess. Ruby. I feel like you didn't really think about it. You just... I mean, sometimes it's just that easy. Sometimes it takes a little more thought process, but sometimes mm, okay. it's... Okay. I mean, you do what you got to do. They're your gloves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they 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 your gloves. So let me, I want to ask you this, bro, because for the people out there that don't know, there's a responsibility as a black player in the MLB um, that we have. And, you know, it's kind of to give back to our community to, to be um, that light that... Um, some people may not have, you know, some, and, and, and so how, how is it, how do you deal with that? Like, what, what do you do to help you understand that you have this responsibility and how do you take action to it? Uh, I mean, I take a, a lot of pride in just being a black baseball player, knowing mm-hmm. that there's not a ton of us out there in the, at the major league level. Uh, and I think for me, representation is huge. I think when you look at, a CC Sabathia, or I named Jackie Robinson. Uh, I think he's a he's just a major part of my identity as a black baseball player, knowing that all that he had to go through just for me to be able to be in this situation, uh, and understanding that I almost take that same responsibility for those that come after me because they're looking at me, they're looking at everything I do, how I go about my business on the field, how I go about my business off the field. So just trying to be a role model for them in that regard, and, and understanding that. They're looking at me regardless of uh, pretty much in, in every way. Uh-huh. And so even when you don't pitch well and you see your fans and, and, and the supporters, like how do you, you know what, I didn't separate, separate two. Because it's hard. It's hard to know like, dang, I didn't play well. But in the stands, bro, you got a hundred little kids that love you and adore you and you need to go say hi to them no matter how. You, like how do you separate the two? Uh, I think you have to, I think for me, I have to separate like the competitive nature in myself from the game of baseball, from a fan's perspective. Mm -hmm. They're seeing the team and they're seeing me as this athlete who goes out there and competes, but win or lose, I'm still that athlete. Right. For me, win or lose, I'm either a winner or a loser in in some regards. And and sometimes that's not easy to to deal with, but understanding that the kid didn't see me as a winner or loser. He just saw me as a major league baseball player. Right. He just saw me as a guy that was out on the field playing. Right. And so... You do understand that you have a long time with this too, right? You got to strap it on and be ready. Hopefully. Because it's going to be hard to do, especially, you know, I'm going to be with you for a long time. We're going to ch- change the culture, right? But, you know, we got to make sure we do our part and, and, like you said, helping the communities and always being there no matter what, always being accountable no matter how good, bad, whatever happens. And so 
I just wanted to make sure you know that, you know, you already, I know you got your head on straight. You I appreciate know, that. You're a doctor and everything. So, <laughs> you know, you think you smart. So you, you play the Immaculate Grid, right? I. So that means yes. Can we pull it up, please? I attempt. I honestly, I got Tito's help the other day and he gave me like a point, he's, a point zero. Yeah, he's a dictionary when it comes to baseball. <laughs> that, it's not fair. Can we please pull up the Immaculate Grid? Because, uh. It's going to take us a while to, to to do this. I'm terrible at them. No, I, I can give you I can give you one. That's shot. Jose Abreu. The first one is Jose Abreu. Easy. But that's going to be that's going to be a big number though. Are we just doing it to do it? Yeah, yeah see? Absolutely. Fair I haven't, haven't filled one out. Uh So I'm trying to get all of them with above 50%. Jim Tomey for uh Sox 500 career homers. Yeah, uh, yeah, there you go. Cleveland legend. Okay. Um, you see he's got the hat on. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about played for the White Sox and the Angels? I'm not going to lie. You're on your own from here on out. I told you I got one square. <laughs> you don't know any of them? <laughs> I got nothing. Golly. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a lot of baseball growing up. I played. You like, play baseball. Like, I used to you watch. Know, you know this one, though. Angels, Angels with 40 homers. Hmm. Hmm. There's hmm. one right now. Shohei Otani. There you go. Um, I don't know who a uh, 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 Oriole with five hundred homers. Oh man, I mean, Houston, Houston, forty plus. That should be Houston, Houston. Uh, who? Dang, this might be the worst matchup for for. Immaculate I'm telling you, I'm terrible at him. I'm horrible at him. <laughs> I am horrible at these things. I don't even know who played for the Orioles and the Angels. Orioles and the Angels. Orioles and the Angels. Mm. Yeah, you're no help. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you. At all. 40 home run season and 500 homers. I mean, I, I, I don't even know all the people. I guess uh, David Ortiz, who's, who's hit a 40 home run season and has 500 homers. Nice. Uh, Three percenter. That's a good one. Well, hello. See, <laughs> we're going for the, the the low percentage. You know, the low percents and, now. And since honestly, we can't get none of them. So I'm usually better at like the 500 career homers or like the 40 40 years, 30 30 years. But like the teams, I'm terrible. Mm. Cause I I don't well, know. Come on with the 40 home run at the Houston then. Oh, Give 500 me homers that play for the Orioles. That's what I don't know. You wanna know it? Eddie Murray? I said it in my head, too. Oh, my bad, Eddie. Man, I said that. Man. We got four guesses. I Houston and 40 homers. I just don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for the teams now. Because I'm giving up. I'm drawing a blank. What's coming up? Angels and Sox. Oh, Jordan. Did Jordan ever hit 40 homers? Red on Alvarez? Wouldn't surprise me. Wanna try it? I feel like he made it. Yeah, let's try it and see. No, he never did hit 40 homers, huh? Shaking my head. I don't know who played for the Orioles and the Angels. I hope nobody's judging me for this either, because I'm bad. Oh, yeah, we're getting judged, so you might as well <sighs> embrace it. You're right. You're right. Um, I don't know that I want to... Yeah. You want to give up? <laughs> I don't think I know any more of them. Can we know some of them? Trey Mancini, I guess. Oh, I should have got you a lead out. Jeff Bagwell, I never oh, got that one. 
and Trumbo. Trumbo played for, yeah, he did play for both. And Giolito is, he's, he's on the, uh, which calls now, huh? I forgot all about that. I should have got Giolito. Gio, mm-hmm. you don't know me, but I'm sorry. Dang. Frank Thomas? Yeah, mm, shaking my head. Well, we got some fan questions now. Um, first question, who's better at Mario Kart? You or uh, Jose. J-Ram? Is Jose. It, is he's, he's, he co? He like... He'll like purposely fall into eighth in the second lap just to get a lightning and then like a star. And then you'll get blown by and you'll be like, what are you doing? Like he'll be in first, yeah. slow down, go to the side, let you pass him and then come back out and then still beat you. So is there's an art to being really good at, I mean, I'm sure there's an art to being good at everything, right? I think if they had time trials on the one that we have in the clubhouse, he would set the records. Is it because he, he gets the stars all the time, or does he know the the, the uh I don't the shortcuts or what? So well, so really and truly we like play this one like uh cup over and over and over. And I don't think I've ever beat him. I've I think I've won a couple of races. Yeah, but, but like in him. the full cup, never like, beat him. I get dusted every time. Jose Ramirez is good at mm. confirmed. Okay. All right. Um so let me ask you, who who do you mostly play with when you're playing the show? Mm, I like to play online a lot. And if I'm not playing online... No, like who, what team? Oh, guards. Oh, you play... play. I, like to, I like to pitch with myself or pitch with Bieber. Uh, and, if, and if it's not that, Atlanta, or I like to use Shohei. Mm, use Shohei, huh? Not the Angels, just no, Shohei. just Shohei. Okay. So, sh- <laughs> <laughs> That's how Cody is. He just said, use Shohei. Okay, so let me ask this, bro, because obviously we know what happened but a week or so ago. Or is it... Are we, can we joke about it now? Do you guys joke about it? Is it something that's left alone? Jose doesn't like it. He doesn't like joking about uh-huh. it? Jose, doesn't, he doesn't like it at all. He didn't want to be in that situation. It happened. Yeah, he didn't want to. But, but I mean. I think so. Uh, we gave, so the, the Tigers were here. And yeah. we honored Miggy because it's his, he's retiring this year. We gave him a, a nice guitar. And Jose's holding the guitar and he goes to give him the guitar. And Miggy like does this little like square <laughs> up with him. And Jose's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I want no parts. Uh, so he didn't even like the joke. Mm-mm, he don't so like it. So you can't joke with him. Man, <laughs> gosh. Like this. He goes, oh, yeah, get a hug. And then he goes, ha-ha. And Jose's like, mm, no, I want no parts. <laughs> Immediately. Like okay, Immediately. He didn't like it. So Jose, he's, he, he, didn't want, he didn't want none of that. I mean, obviously, didn't anybody want that to happen. But yeah. So it, you can't, don't joke with it. No, he's like super non-confrontational. And he doesn't want it like being brought up over and over. Like he's like, it happened. It is what it is. It's behind me. I don't want no parts. Mm, okay. All right. Well, it is. I'm, I won't joke with him. I won't joke with him then, so. Anyways, bro, thanks for coming on, man. Um, I'm sick. We didn't talk no Apex. Yeah, uh, Apex, see, this is the problem. I got two kids. Uh, And now that the second kid is alive and doing well, it's hard for me to get on the video game and be a dad and try and get my golf swing right and get my bowling game right, you know, and podcast. It's a a lot. It's a lot. This guy's an Uber athlete. Yeah, I try. I how many try. how many sports did you play growing up? Uh, four. Yeah, I played four, and I played all of them until I couldn't play anymore. So, um, yeah, so I try and do all of do all that. Juggling a lot. Yeah, I'm used to it. But it's a lot. Still tough. The kids is what it what is what the wrinkle and everything. So, okay. Um, you know, you can wait if you if you if you Don't enjoy worry. playing video games. I'm, I'm gonna be on for a while. Okay. Well, you know what. We got uh, Tristan McKenzie here. Thanks for coming on the show. 
I'm super excited to, when you have kids, I'm curious to hear their names, bro. So uh, shout out to your kids, your future kids. Anyways, thanks for coming on here and uh, we'll catch you guys later on. Peace.